So I want to share with you five simple steps to make the next 12 months the best 12 months of your life, to have more complete control over your future and ensure a more reliable, enjoyable, productive, profitable, healthier, and fulfilling year. Welcome to the Mind Wrench Podcast with your host, Rick Sellover, where minor adjustments produce major improvements in mindset, personal growth, and success. This is the place to be every Monday, where we make small improvements and take positive actions in our business and personal lives that will make a major impact in our success, next level growth, and quality of life. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Wrench Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Silover. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending a few minutes with me today. So, hopefully, uh, each one of you had a great uh, holiday break, spent some quality time with your family or those closest to you, and had some personal time to reflect on the past year and, and what it brought to you and, and maybe what it taught you. I truly believe that life doesn't happen to us, it, rather, it happens for us. Yeah, I just wanted to share something interesting that happened to me over the Christmas holiday that put some things in perspective for me. As some of you know, and most of you don't, uh, I'm originally from Minnesota. My parents relocated to Detroit when I was young, but most of my aunts, uncles, cousins uh, remained and stayed uh, throughout all the years, um, have stayed in Minnesota. And we've stayed in touch and uh, stayed current in each other's lives, initially through summer visits when we were young every year. Uh, to emails, and then now through Facebook and social media outlets. So we all do a pretty good job of at least staying connected. You know, all the cousins that are all in their 50s to 60 and, you know, have uh, kids of their own that are grown. And, you know, so we keep in touch with our families. Just, you know, uh, just it's something we've always done, something that was instilled in us and uh, when we were kids uh, from our parents, and uh, we like to keep that going. So uh, anyways, one of my cousins and his wife set up a holiday Zoom call and invited all the relatives and cousins with their grown children uh, to attend this thing. And I think it was the day after Christmas. I was a little skeptical of how this would go, as I've, <laughs> I've been on a lot of Zoom and Teams calls over this past year for work, and they never really feel like a real meeting, and usually involve a lot of glitches and you're on mute reminders, those kinds of things. But I was intrigued, and most of my relatives I haven't actually seen in quite a while visually, so I planned on, on attending virtually anyways. So one of the prep tasks for the call was to have ready to share with the group a few things. Number one, a favorite childhood Christmas memory, uh, something you learned during COVID, and then maybe a bright spot uh, for you during 2020. So anyways, the Zoom call went great. Almost everyone attended. And my cousin Paul did a great job facilitating this. And after about an hour or so of everybody just kind of catching up and talking about what's going on in their lives, we got around to the three questions uh, that we were to share our answers on. Now, to be honest, I didn't prep my answers, figuring I'd just wing it. And I may have shared in earlier episodes, but my 2020 was quite brutal, both professionally and personally. And additionally, I had recently lost both my sisters this last fall, uh, 30 days apart from each other. 
Now, for perspective, um, my sisters would travel every Christmas to Minnesota to get together with their aunts and their cousins, and they would do a, um, a Christmas cookie bake event. And they always made a big deal out of it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so this year, obviously, that wasn't going to be possible. So to say there was a little bit of uh, deep grief over the loss of my sisters with this group on the call was an understatement. But the spirit of the answers were to be light and positive as possible, so I had my work cut out for me. But what followed over the next 45 minutes or so was one story after another of new things, new skills, new talents learned, awesome bright spots in everyone's year, and some had a fantastic year from a personal level, and great memories from our childhood Christmases. I even retold my Christmas morning story that included my sister's uh, that everyone enjoyed, and in hindsight, kind of made them part of the event, which was actually pretty cool. Spoiler alert, the big deal was when I was really little, my sisters went down. Uh, it was one of our first Christmases in Detroit. We had our Christmas tree down in the basement. They woke up before everybody else went down, opened all their stuff up, then decided to open up all my stuff and all my younger brother's stuff and all my older brother's stuff. So we all went down there Christmas morning, and everything was unwrapped, and there's paper everywhere, and uh, we were less than happy about that. But it was just, looking back, it was a funny, funny memory. So so I came off that call with such a great positive feeling after listening to everyone's stories and realizing all the wonderful things that my extended family experienced in 2020 amidst the pain, misery, loss, and shitstorm of this past 12 months that I was inspired and wanted to share a message of hope and a plan for you to take what you can from 2020 that was good what served you the best, and carried on into 2021. So I want to share with you five simple steps to make the next 12 months the best 12 months of your life, to have more complete control over your future, and ensure a more reliable, enjoyable, productive, profitable, healthier, and fulfilling year. To achieve those things that simply vanished from the horizon in 2020. And the good news is, the first step is basically almost completed on your end, because you've already lived through 2020. So here we go. First step is to really evaluate the past year. While there are plenty of negatives most of us us experienced, not everything was bad. But think through the months and recall all the good things that happened. Could be something as simple as you got to catch up with some out-of-town family or friends, virtually, that you haven't connected with in forever. Or maybe you were one of the many that managed to take a vacation before March. Maybe you had a child that got married or had a new baby or moved to a city, got a promotion. Maybe you were furloughed from a job that you hated and you were able to find new work that excited you. Or maybe you started a new business on your own. Maybe you found love. Maybe you started an exercise routine and got healthier. I could go on and on, but the point is, find those bright spots or things that served you, made you a better person, and carry those things through to 2021 and leave the rest of the crap behind in 2020. And here's a quick hack from Tony Robbins on how to easily do this. Get out your cell phone and go through your pictures in your gallery. Create a new album called Best of 2020. Then as you go through your pictures from the last year, or maybe your spouse or or kids, if you don't take that many pictures, I guarantee your spouse or your kids probably do. Go through those. Save all the ones that remind you of the highlights in your new album. This is a great way to quickly reference those things that you want to keep in 2021 as you go through the year. Second step is to decide what kind of person you don't want to be in 2021. 
what kind of person I don't want to be? Should, shouldn't I be focusing on the goals I want to accomplish or money I want to make or how I want my life to be better next year? Yes, you do, but not yet. Let me ask you this. What kind of person were you in 2020? Were you irritable, short with people, more than this past year than you would have liked to be? Maybe more rude to others. Maybe you were just angrier this year and just more of an asshole, but felt justified by the conditions we are in. Sorry, that may be a little brutal, but probably true for some, not all, right? Maybe you were unfocused and indecisive, unable to make any real firm decisions, unsure of yourself, unsure of the direction to go, let alone chart the new course for your life. Some people, hell, who am I kidding? A lot of people were not financially stable at the start of this year before things got crazy. Not because they weren't capable of making money or saving money, but but they're living beyond their means, not practicing any discipline at all when it comes to budgeting or saving, and live paycheck to paycheck. You know, a lot of people do that month after month, year after year, and they don't think, hey, the worst could happen, things could go sideways, or, or everything could be shut down. No one would have ever predicted that. But life is exactly that. It's unpredictable. And being out of work or laid off for a period of time put them in a financial crisis. Believe me, I know exactly what that's like. I've been there before more than once. Possibly you were not a great spouse or a parent or a child or a friend. Maybe you were unhealthy, out of shape, never got out of your sweats. Do you want another year like that? The point is, most of us were not the best versions of ourselves this past year. Maybe longer than that. But we don't have to stay that way. We always have the opportunity to change ourselves. So get a piece of paper or journal something to write on and write these down. Who you absolutely don't want to be in 2021. I think you now have a better idea. Writing these down will help serve as a reminder. As the months go by, or if you feel you might have gotten off track, this should help get you back on track. Okay, third step. I'm sure you can figure this one out. Now that you have a good idea who not to be, your next task is to decide what kind of person you want to be. So take your shining moments from last year. What kind of person were you, though, in those moments? Maybe you were the woman that extended a little more grace and compassion to those hurting around you. So in 2021, declare, I want to be a more compassionate person and write it down. Perhaps you weren't happy with your lifestyle and made some healthier decisions on diet and exercise. So for 2021, declare, I want to be fit and healthy person and write it down. Or maybe during all the quarantine time at home with your family, you grew closer to them and got creative with your time, played games, had more fun together. So for 2021, declare, I want to be the best mom or dad for my kids. Or I want to be the best possible husband or wife for my partner. And write it down. Whatever kind of person you became in those moments that made you feel right with the world, following your heart and your soul, gave you the insight to what kind of man or woman you were capable of but never realized, Those didn't have to be singular moments in time. You can be that person every day. You just have to make the choice and write it down. Step number four, make a not-to-do list for next year. Listen, all of us have 24 hours in a day. And when people say to me, I don't have clarity, it's like, no, you just don't know what to say no to. I need a time management tool. No, you don't. You just need to cut things out of your life that don't serve you, don't serve your next level. Don't move the needle in your life towards where you really want to go. And that is really hard because there's things you do and people you take care of and life that goes on day by day 
that all require a million little tasks and chores that we handle by ourselves. Some are necessary, but some, in fact, many are not. And we must identify what those things are and just say no. Just say no. Now, this will take a little extra effort on your part in the beginning, but the time you save and the time you free up is amazing. If you have a journal or a yellow pad, doesn't matter what you have, I would ask you to literally document everything over the next week that eats up your time. Now, I literally say this is what I did in the morning. This is what I did at lunch. This is what I did in the afternoon. This is what I did at night. Just write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down. And really look at that. Look at this sheet over three or four days, then circle all the things that you spend most of your time on. At least 10 different things that eat up your time. Be like an investigative reporter. What do you spend your time on? Does it really move the needle towards the man or woman you want to become? Towards the father or mother that you want to be? The husband or wife you want to be? The leader you want to be? The person you want to be for your team, for your business, for those that you impact? If it doesn't serve those things, it's got to go. And then we're going to bump them off. Measure them up against three things. Number one, automate it. How many things do you do? Pay bills, run around, pick stuff up that you could automate. Maybe you have someone drop off your groceries. Pay your bills online automatically out of your bank account. Maybe someone automatically picks up and drops off your dry cleaning or cleans your house once a week. You need to look at life as an ROI, return on investment. If you could have someone pick up your groceries, do your lawn, take your dry cleaning, and get your bills paid, in those three or four or five hours you gain a week, could you do something else that makes you at least as much money or more? Something to think about. Now, if you, can, if you can't automate it, can you hand it off to someone else? Could you get someone else to do it? Can you get a virtual assistant? This is a thing. There are virtual assistants out there. There's a couple different sites you can go to that you can hire a virtual assistant uh, for literally you know, only a few dollars per task. It's amazing what you can get done virtually for little money. Do you have someone in your family or friends that could handle this for you? Who could you hand it off to rather than obsessing over it, worrying about it, being overwhelmed, and feeling a lack of confidence? Give it to somebody else. Or last, or the most important one, there's some things you just need to stop. You need to cut these things out. There are things you've been doing out of habit. Maybe that served you in your teens or served you in your 20s or even served you in your 30s, but they don't serve you anymore. They don't make you a better version of you. They don't make you more money. They don't bring you towards your goals. They're just a habit. They're just things that have to go. So when you write down, and you can do this with 100 things, it doesn't have to be just 10. Should I automate it? That gives me time. Should I hand it off to somebody else? That gives me time. Or should I simply stop doing it? So make yourself a not-to-do list. Okay, last step. Let's tie all this together so it makes sense. Number one, we kept all the bright spots from 2020 and the person we were in those times, and we're bringing that forward to 2021 and leaving all the rest of the shit behind. Number two, we've decided the person we don't want to be for 2021. Number three, we've decided the person we do want to be for 2021. Number four, we made out our not-to-do list for next year. Now all we need to do is set our goals for 2021. In order to define our goals for the year, let's look at it from a little bit different perspective. Through a different set of glasses. Let's pretend it's December 31st, 2021. 
and we're looking back on the best year of our life. What does it look like to you? What was important to you that you made dramatic changes in? Are your financials where you wanted them to be now? Is your family relationships the best they could ever be? Is the work that you're doing now fills your soul, makes you feel alive? Are you in the best shape of your life? Are you making positive impact on the world around you? So what did you accomplish in the last 12 months? Now look backwards and reverse engineer how you got there. Did you increase your income or wealth by a certain amount? How much was it? Break it down to a monthly, weekly, or even a daily number. How did you make that extra income? Was it through investments? If so, how much? And which investments? Or was it through a new side hustle or a new online business that you launched? How much in sales did you need to make per month to get there? Or did you buy an additional location, branch out to another sector of the industry, add an extra revenue stream within your shop's portfolio, or go to two shifts and double the flow of work through your shop? Maybe you got ripped, fit as ever, lost 80 pounds. How did you do it? How often did you need to exercise? How long was each session? What type of exercises did you need to do? What amount of cardio did you add to the mix? How many pounds per month did you lose? Did you buy new, you know, smaller size clothes that had you committed to fit into by a certain date? If so, when did you buy them so you had the proper motivation? Look, it's easy to set some goals at the start of every year, like everyone else does, and then lose interest or get distracted and start the backwards slide in February or maybe even late January. Listen, I've been going to the gym for over 19 years, and I see the same thing every year without fail whole bunch of new faces at the start of January. Slowly, one by one, I start seeing fewer and fewer and fewer return each week. Until sometime in March, just the original regulars in the gym, with the exception of maybe one or two new regulars that stick to it. But if you look at what a successful year looks like from the end perspective and work backwards to construct exactly what it'll take to get there and all the necessary steps along the way, It'll make for a much clearer picture of what you need to do, what you probably can manage, and a more realistic way of setting attainable goals. Remember, you don't have to go from 50 grand a year to 500 grand a year in 12 months. You can go part of the way, enjoy the success of the achievement, and set the bar higher for the next year, and repeat that as often as you like. You may want to lose 100 pounds, but set a goal for losing half of that this year. Work towards it, be vigilant about it, lose the 50, celebrate at the end of the year and go, okay, I'm losing another 50 next year. Remember, you don't have to tackle everything in one year. You don't have to turn your life from a total mess into the picture perfection in 12 months. You just want to get better than you were before. So figure out what that amount is, write it down, follow the five steps, and have a fantastic 2021. Well, that's all I got for you today. Um, Hopefully this information helps you. I mean, that's my whole goal of being here every week is to provide information that's going to help you become more successful and uh, grow your business and uh, get to that next level that you want to get to. So hopefully these ideas and what I've shared with you today uh, makes a difference. If you like this episode, please rate it and hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach me on Instagram at Rick underscore Silover. Facebook or Facebook Messenger or LinkedIn. And please check out my new website, ricksillover.com. You can find all my episodes, my latest blog posts, resource tools, and much, much more. And last but not least, if you see value in this podcast, 
please share it with others so I can help serve as many people in our industry as possible. And remember, you don't have to be better than anybody else. Just be a better version of you than you were yesterday. (music) 